Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, you're listening to the DPC Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad... And the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. Ouch! I'm so bloody glad to have you here. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, tell us a bit more about you. Like, where, like, where you're from? What you do? What your life's like? <laughs> so, I'm 24 next month. I am from Staffordshire originally, which is how I know Robin and Andy. That's where we went to school. But now I live in East London, which Ooh. is nice to live in the city. Mm. and I am an assistant psychologist on a neuropsychology ward wow wow yeah um so I did a master's in neuroscience and then I've just started working in neuropsychology and I really like it wow you go girl I love it (laughs) yes women in STEM (laughs) women in STEM (laughs) yeah here she is geeking out (laughs) (laughs) STEM ambassador. <laughs> yeah, I wrote notes for today and I don't know if that's really geeky. I don't know if anyone else does that. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I mean, some people choose to, some people don't. I, w- I just wonder how many notes you've got. You've probably written an essay ready for it. Yeah, it's quite a few pages. That's just me, though. I just love to prepare. <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, we're so glad that you've put in the effort. Thank you. So, obviously, this is the, the Dead Parent Club podcast. Yes. So, what is your affiliation with the DPC? Tell us your story. <laughs> so, my mum died, but it's a bit different because I was only 14 months old. So, I have absolutely no memories of her at all. And it's such an odd thing to have to grieve someone so intensely that you've never known. And I think that listening to these podcasts has made me feel sort of guilty because I've been on my commutes listening to all your stories and literally crying through central London because of you telling them how like you watched your parents die and they and they died at such older ages. And for me, I just can't imagine that. I feel like that must be what I go through, but 10 times worse. But then one person did say in the podcast that it doesn't matter how old you are, that grief is still grief. And I think... 23 23 years later I'm still confused and trying to find out where I fit in with the grief because my grief is completely different because I probably grieve the fact that I'll never get to know my mum and it's kind of that lack of closure literally it it really upsets me I think like thinking about it because I think it must be such a it must be such a difficult thing to navigate especially when especially when when you're a child and at school like I was in bed last night thinking about this before I am 
before I got up in the morning. And, like, we spoke about this with a few people when their parents have died, when they've been in, like, primary school and high school. But yeah. it's that expectation that you have two parents. Yeah. But then it's, like, navigating that when you're a kid, I think, must have been really hard. I know what you mean, but the thing is, I think it was probably a lot easier when I was younger. Well, I know when I was really younger, I thought it was the absolute norm to not have a mum. I didn't really realise what had happened. I thought it was normal to not have a mum and had a nanny like I did. I remember my dad tells me the story of when I was younger and we were in a supermarket and my dad was buying flowers and the cashier turned to me and said, oh, are these for your mum? And I just turned to her like, my mum's dead. And that didn't mean anything to me. That was just a fact in my life. Like it had no emotions behind it. And apparently this cashier was so upset because I just turned to her and blurted that out. But I think when I was younger I just didn't really understand what it meant and it's kind of as I've been older that it's got harder and harder because I just I just grew up with it I've just had it with me for my whole life yeah well I suppose you become more aware of it as you're getting older with that when you've got like certain life events and stuff and yeah exactly and people posting that on social media more as well I think that's something Mm -hmm. like posting about their parents more you see it all the time yeah exactly it's a hard one with social media because you kind of I don't know if you guys feel the same sometimes you feel like you're attention seeking when you're posting about your dead parent but then it's like Mm -hmm. if you didn't do it no one would know about it especially with me with the new friends that I meet if I didn't do that they just they just think that she never existed which is quite horrible as well yeah and so (laughs) I'm I'm desperately trying to avoid saying that sentence that we all like hear all the time which is like I can't imagine like what it's like, but I, I've, I've honestly like never, I've never spoken to. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have one friend whose mum died when she was a baby, um, but her dad met someone very shortly after, so yeah, she still had a mum, just wasn't her biological mum. Um, so I've never. So I'm really interested to hear about like how you how you've navigated this basically because I've never had this conversation before. Um, so I'm very just I don't even know how to expect how to explain. Just like so open to hearing basically everything that you have to say. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I literally like I don't even know where to start. I want you to tell me everything about your entire life. <laughs> your life story. I want to do it all. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I've never met anyone either whose mum has died as a baby. So if anyone's listening and that's happened and they want to reach out to me, that would be wonderful. Mm. <laughs> How did she die? So the thing is, I may be a bit rusty on these details. Um, I can imagine if my family listened and they're probably like, you've got that wrong. But I've <laughs> picked up bits through my life. Exactly, yeah. So I think she found out that she had leukaemia when she was pregnant with me. But from what my dad said, um, she'd previously been told she had she couldn't have kids. And then she got pregnant with me, so I'm an only child. And I think that she wow. purposely laid off getting treatment for the cancer until I was born. And then she started the chemo. Um, But I just think the chemo got too intense. So she died about a week before her 37th birthday. And I think she went into a coma and then they chose to turn her life support off. Yeah. So I can imagine that was so hard for everyone. And I think at the first bits of my life, I lived with my grandma because I think my mum was just in hospital for so often. 
yeah yeah I bet and your dad obviously would have been looking after your mum the whole time as well yeah exactly so I've got absolutely no memory of her at all but I've got quite a few photos and then it was quite good because when I was 18 we finally found a video of her because before that I'd never seen a video so I didn't even know what her voice sounded like but when I was 18 I heard her voice and even though she grew up in Newcastle and she had Geordie parents I just never imagined her to have a Geordie accent I always imagined her to just Mm -hmm. have the same accent as me and then I heard this accent it was like the thickest Geordie accent but that was obviously so nice because I could finally put a voice to her wow that must must have been an emotional roller coaster yeah definitely do you remember at what age you started to realize that it was like different um not really um I just kind of remember going from not really understanding it at all and then to understanding it but I I reckon I was probably nine or ten when I could really understand kind Mm. of the emotional weight behind it but before that I don't think I would have did your dad ever like do you do you have memories of your dad sitting and talking to you about her and stuff So, no, and this has probably been the hardest thing out of everything. It's probably what's affected me the most. I think in the 23 years that she's been dead, this will probably be the longest I've ever talked about her. Um, Yeah, so my dad has just never really talked about it, or if it has, it's never been kind of open and easy conversation for him. It's because I've probably asked him about it, and I don't want to dig him out too much because he'll probably be listening um but I think it was such a hard time for him so he had a previous wife that he was going through a divorce with and he had three quite young kids then his mum died so my grandma died in the May of 1996 and then my mum died in the August of 90 was going through such a hard time and then obviously I was 14 months old but he just he's always been the first to say that his way to deal about it was just to bottle it all up but I was just so confused when I was younger because I didn't understand why there were no pictures of my mum when I was growing up. Um, I think in one of your recent, no, oh, none, and I think in one of your recent podcasts as well, someone said that their pictures had been taken down, which did break my heart. But the issue is that probably at the age I was old enough to start understanding what happened, she'd probably been dead for over 10 years. And people can't just pause on their their, their raw emotions at the time she died and their raw memories and pause in that state for 10 years so they can pass that on to me when I'm old enough to understand because people just have to move mm-hmm. on and yeah. that's life um, and you just have to get on with your life but it was just so confusing for me because yeah and I think it's just made had such an impact on me because I feel so awkward talking about it now because he's just never really talked about it and he's oh, yeah. He's just incredible in all other aspects of my upbringing. Like, I can't fault him. He's been an amazing parent. But, yeah, that has just been quite an issue when I've been growing up. So you started grieving, like, 10 years after everyone else had done their grieving, right? Yeah, exactly. And what about other family members? Was Do you have, like, do you have, like, a big family or is it quite a small family? Like, was there anyone else in the family that you could go to and be like, can I ask you about my mum? Yeah, so my mum has got a huge family. Um, they live up in Newcastle and I've always like stayed in contact with them, gone to visit them, and they've always brought her up so mm-hmm. much more naturally, like it just comes up naturally with them. But by the time I was old enough, the talk's always more general, like, 
oh, she would have been so proud of you. We all miss her. She was such a nice person. But you kind of want those nitty gritty stories. And then sometimes if I'd asked them, for example, like, oh, what was mum's favourite flower? And then I'd forget it. And that would honestly make me feel so bad because I'd be like, oh, no, I can't remember what they just told me. But it's kind of that thing, like 10 years later, Mm. it's the um, it's kind of the general details. But I also think now, like as I get older, I realise with my dad. So my dad's oldest daughter, my older sister, has had a baby now. And I kind of put it in a different light and I think so her daughter is now older than I was when my mum died but I think if my sister died tomorrow and my sister's husband my brother-in-law brought up Emmy and he never spoke about my mum about um my sister that's such a weird concept but that's kind of exactly what happened to me yeah yeah Yeah. but is it like you say it was like a when you mentioned like social media and stuff like it was like completely different back then as well wasn't it like because they would if it was now there would already be instantly be hundreds more photos because they would all be online mm. like you could just go on you could just go on their facebook and be like oh that's what they were like whereas back then you would literally have like listen people's memories that's what you rely on isn't yeah it? exactly like there is a handful of photos but there's not an abundance of them so yeah it's just memories and Obviously, memories do slightly fade with time, unfortunately. Well, yeah, they do. Even, like, for me, like, even after just, like, three and a half years, sometimes I catch myself not remembering, like, a certain thing, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> it's been three years. Like, yeah, engage exactly. your brain. <laughs> were you able to speak to friends about this as you were growing up? Um, Yeah, sort of. But then if I didn't really feel comfortable speaking to family members, it was a bit harder speaking to friends because I didn't really know what to say to them. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of found like talking to people, yeah, I've never really enjoyed it because I think ultimately the only thing that's going to make it better is having one back and no one can do that. So I kind of feel like what is going to be the benefit or I have felt I'm a bit different now because of talking to you guys, but like what is going to be the benefit of talking about it to people when they can't do the only thing that I want them to do? Yeah, and I'm not. Have there been... So do you know anyone else, like, in your close friendship group or anyone else, like, back home that has lost a parent that you've kind of been able to... Because I suppose that's the thing as well, like, when you're growing up, like, when you're at school and stuff and you're that age and you're trying to speak to friends about it, like, at that age, hardly anyone has lost a parent, so no one can really understand what you're going through. Mm. Have you had anyone as you've got older that's close to you that's kind of started being able to understand so no I don't think I always feel awful as well like I'm about to forget one of my close friends that have lost a parent (laughs) yeah (laughs) I literally yesterday when I was looking at this question like went through each of my friends and counted right do I know their mum and do I know their dad just so I didn't offend everyone (laughs) no I don't actually know any friends but on the topic of talking to people when I was 18 I went on my Facebook message requests and I looked and I had requests from two of mum's closest friends when she yeah. was alive, but I'd never no, I'd never made contact with them really since then. And they both reached out to me like, we'd love to see how you're doing. And honestly, it was the most magical thing for me because I met up with them both and they oh, yeah. yeah, and they were oh, able no. to tell me the kind of like nitty gritty stories. And because I'd not grown up with them, because it was like a sudden event of seeing them again. 
they talked to me as if she kind of hadn't died and were able to kind of give me what I needed. Yeah, it was oh, I really love nice. That. What's amazing. What's your favourite story that you've heard? Oh, I think it? it was just like funny ones. Like they went on a day trip to London and she parked a car in a car park and there was a sign that said, don't park here because the car park floods. And they did it anyway. And like her car flooded. And it's not, it's not even really like a big an event, but it's kind of like the most down to earth and funny story that I've heard about her yeah. and they brought with them loads of new pictures of her that I'd never seen oh that is amazing yeah so that's probably okay. been the best thing that's happened in the whole process and I suppose yeah. if you were 18 at the time as well like you can really appreciate those stories and really appreciate yeah like, that definitely situation. I can't stop thinking about how unbelievably brave your mum must have been being told she had leukemia and then not yeah I know it is quite heartbreaking I also think for me not growing out not growing up with a mum is actually easier than her having just given birth to a daughter and having to go through the thought process that I'm not going to Mm -hmm. see her grow up so that makes me more upset than my feelings really oh yeah it is yeah yeah gosh what a woman did did the, the friends that you met up with were they club close with her when she was going through the chemo and stuff? Yeah, that's a good that? point, actually. I never really asked them about that kind of the nitty gritty stuff of the illness. And I don't know if that's me subconsciously thinking, I don't want to know about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I asked them a bit about the funeral. I know that, um, I know that when she did die, that I went to stay at one of theirs while they were kind of sorting out all of the, or one, stayed with one of their husbands, like when the funeral was oh. happening, and they were sorting all of that out. Oh God, I do, I do really feel like for your dad, like it's one of those situations where, as much as you wish he could talk about it, it must literally be the most painful. Yeah, I, you see, I think it is painful for them, really. Yeah. I suppose then as well, you have to navigate that um, situation that we all have, which is like, oh, I don't want to, up- I, am I going to upset them by asking them about it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Has your dad ever remarried, Charlotte? Yeah, so my dad, um, we married quite later on, but my stepmom moved in when I was five. So I've got a stepmom called oh. Jackie, and she brought with her two older siblings and some pets. Um, so I suddenly had this massive family. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my family's huge. It's wonderful. So I think that I didn't really understand what was happening when she was moving in. Obviously, my dad will have sat me down and said, you know, I'm like, I'm with this woman now. But when she was moving in, her son was really tall. So I just remember on the day she moved in, I thought that was her husband. And I didn't really <laughs> realise that um, she, she was my new stepmom. Um, so I think when I was younger, I definitely was not the easiest stepdaughter. And I do not think our relationship was perfect at all. But I think that's the same with my stepsister as well. When we lived together, it was really difficult. But now she is my bestest friend. And it's so cringy to say. And my stepmom too, we have such an amazing relationship. And I think these things do just take a lot of time. And mm-hmm. I remember it to be like a light bulb moment. I don't know if my stepmom will remember it in this way either. But I remember it to be a light bulb moment when I went from not appreciating her at all really to seriously appreciating her and I think it was in the later half of my teens and now we just have the best relationship and I always say to her that I'll never think of you as my mum but I'll never think of you with anything less 
than a yeah. mum either. Yeah. It's kind of like that's a really nice way of finding that balance. Yeah, it's how I've always felt. And actually, my step my stepmom is easier to talk to about my mum than my dad is. Yeah, what well, does she know your mum? Um, I don't think she knew my mum, but she knew my dad before my dad had met my mum. It's actually really confusing. I still get really confused. Um, so she's kind of known my family for ages. I don't think she ever personally knew my mum. But, um, for example, when I first got shown the video of my mum, I went to my stepmom first and said, like, I found this video. It's amazing. Shall I show dad? And then my stepmom's now put a picture of my mum up. Oh which is brilliant and it's kind of like I've always had this question in my mind that if within a snap of the fingers it could be different and we could go back to when I was 14 months old a mum could have lived and I could have grown with up with her and have this completely different life for so much of my life previously that would have been an instant yes like I'd drop everything just to be able to know my mum but as you get older and you settle into your life that question gets harder and harder to answer Mm. and that's kind of a really awkward thing to have to say but it's like I'm so lucky in my life now and it's that ultimatum that if I did have to get my to know my mum like my none of this would have existed yeah yeah it's such an awkward thing to have to say but you do kind of think about these things because I have such a lucky life now honestly I couldn't fault it Oh, that's so nice to hear, though. And as much as, like, we all hear all the time, but, like, that is what your mum would have wanted. She wouldn't have wanted you to have not lived a good life and not be happy with yeah. your life without her there. Yeah, exactly. And I did really need my stepmom. I think you do need a motherly 100%. kind of influence in your life. And I think that the reason we sort of had a bad relationship at the start is my dad would always play good cop. And then so my stepmom had to play bad cop because she ha- I had to have some discipline. Yeah. But I think that's why it kind of was a bit rocky at the start. Yeah, that makes sense because your dad wouldn't, your dad would try to make you happy, wouldn't he? He wouldn't want to cause any drama. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Has it got um, easier to speak to your dad about it as you've got older? Do you, do you find him opening up more now or is it still kind of as challenging? Oh gosh, it's the exact opposite. I reckon um, when I was younger, I'd probably be a bit, um, it was probably a bit easier for me to say to him, like, let's talk about it. And a few times I've kind of brought it up with him that he doesn't talk about it. And now it's just, it's just nothing really. Like he constantly tells me how proud he is of me and his mum would be proud and my mum would be proud, but that is that is it so for example like this mother's day just gone so my stepsister always texts me like are you okay and I just I feel sorry for her because I think she expects like a quite a nice reply but I always feel quite awkward when I talk about it and I'm like oh like I don't really know what to say but this year my dad didn't text me and that just I I kind of like I don't because other years he has but this year he didn't and then sometimes on like the death anniversary he doesn't text me and it's just, yeah, it's quite difficult because it's not like I have a bad relationship with my dad. I have a really good relationship with him. It's it's just there's always been a lack of talking there. Yeah. It's like even as you get older, you still want those messages of support, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Just like one message on Mother's Day would be so 
appreciated. But the thing is that even if my dad listens to this and he knows, you know, what an impact it's had on my life, I just don't think anything would change. But part of me doesn't really expect it to change. Um, I just think it's such an awkward thing now. I think you can't really work through it and I don't expect it to change really. But yeah, it's just the older I get, the less that it's talked about. And I think that is kind of a hard thing in general is that I sort of get scared that the older I get, the further away that I'm getting from when I was last with my mum, obviously, as I get older. And it's about for the rest of my life, how am I going to stay connected to her? I'm going to have to keep on finding things as I go into my 30s, as I go into my 40s. I think you always will find out more things. Yeah. You know, like small snippets of information is like, as your life carries on, like even events that say like your wedding or whatever, if you ever get married or stuff like that, I bet people will bring stuff up then. Like, I think it's it's difficult, isn't it? And you, you're right, like, people's memories do fade as time goes on and it's hard to remember certain, I, I like, it's hard to remember certain occasions and stuff anymore, but I think people will tell you more stuff as you get older, just by coincidence, like like something happens and it reminds them of something or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I've always thought on my wedding day, I want my auntie to do a speech because she was obviously so close to my mum and I think that she'd be able to speak on behalf of my mum. So I've thought about those things, yeah. How did you you find that video that you found? Um, Yeah really really good obviously it was a shock hearing her voice but then it was amazing to hear that and it was just the first time I'd see her kind of like playing with me and like she sang me a nursery rhyme it was a video of the both of you yeah 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 it was like us two playing together yeah how how did you like actually found it like who who sourced it so my auntie did she found like quite a few old videos and then she managed to um, put it from a video into a DVD for me. So I've always got it with me now. Wow. But as you were saying before, it would be so different when people die now because, like, phone videos are so much easier mm. to get. But mm. then you'd never, unless you had, like, a video camera, you'd never really video. No, no, you don't. I don't. I feel like I don't video enough now. As in, like, when I'm with my family and stuff, like, I take a lot of photos but I think when video recorders first came out, a lot of people were videoing a lot of their lives, weren't they? And I think there's something you're able to connect with more on a video than you're on a photo, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I want to do. I want to take more videos. I know. I, am, I only take videos when I'm pissed. So, like, if I, <laughs> oh, like, if I if I die tomorrow, the only videos that would exist are me eating kebabs and pizzas after a night. <laughs> And that would be how everyone remembers me. <laughs> so true. Well, that's a mental note for us now. When we're at family events, just get the video out straight yes. away. Do you know one thing that I really want to encourage more people to do as well is because I I even find this myself that um if I have a story about someone or if I you know if I know that um. So if I've seen that someone, um, even if even if I've just seen on Facebook that someone's partner's died or someone's parents died, or and if I have a story about them, sometimes I'll be really reluctant to send them that story because I'm like, oh, I don't want to upset them. 
But then I'm like, actually, people need to send more stories and memories of people, like, no matter what they are, because I appreciate it so much when someone just out of the blue, it doesn't happen actually often at all. But if out of the blue, every now and then I just got a story of, oh, I was just thinking of your dad and thought I'd share this with you. Yeah. So I would really, I really want people to start doing that more, just to start sharing memories more with the with the family of the, um, with the family that have lost someone. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So maybe let's put a, a public service announcement out to the people of Newcastle. If anyone has any, please, <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's mom. Oh, please tell her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do get that. I think that um, when I've been with my dad before and um, we've met like old friends, and he'd be like, "Oh, they knew your mum." I'm like, "Wow, tell me everything." Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet it's like can I just take you away from this situation? We're going to sit over there, and you can just tell me everything that you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or write write it in a book and send it to me. Just something. Yeah. yeah. Have Have you um, always thought of it, Charlotte, as that you have been grieving? Have you always Have you always noticed that that's what it is that you're going through? Yeah, that that is a really difficult question. And I, I guess I do, yeah. But it's like, how do you grieve someone that you never knew? Yeah. Which is such you a grieve, weird you, concept. Yeah, it's the grief of missing out on something that you never got, isn't it? Yeah, it's grieving, it's grieving that life that you never had, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's just that, yeah, it's kind of grieving the fact that I'll never know her. And it's, it's kind of like living with that for the rest of your life. But yeah, I definitely say it was grieving. But then for me, it has listening to all your stories has kind of put it into a different perspective for me because I know it's completely different. And then it's kind of like you get onto that um, ultimatum, which I, I don't know if you guys ever think about and how you would answer this question. But would you rather have the pain of having someone die at an older age, but have all the memories still? Or would you rather not have that pain and never knew them? And obviously for me, because I'm on one side of the argument, I'd say I'd have the pain and have the memories, but I don't know how you guys would answer that. I I, I would also choose to have the pain and have the memories. Yeah. It's it, it shaped who I am. Only because our memories have been so great. Yeah. 
because there'll be plenty of people that don't have great memories that as horrible as it sounds would be like actually do you know what <laughs> let's take a life without them yeah exactly but because our like because our lives were so were, we were obviously very lucky as well to have great 20 odd years mm. that like it's a different kind it's just a it's like we say it's a totally different kind of like pain isn't it like, yeah exactly it's kind of like you don't, don't get that sudden pain. event it's just kind of like a dull pain like kind of with you for your whole life mm. yeah my but I think the I I imagine like one of the most challenging things like for you would have been just the confusion as a child and like the how mentally exhausting it must be or must have been to literally try and figure out like what what happened to my mom and why don't I have a mom and why do I now feel sad about someone that I never met? And then how do you then speak to people about that? Because I even feel, and I have people say to me, or have had people say to me, like, God, has it been four years? That is so long ago. And I'm like, well, it doesn't feel like it to me. So I can imagine it could be quite difficult to to speak about your mum to people if they're like, you didn't even know her, like, get a grip I don't know if you've ever I don't know if you've ever experienced that you might be very lucky and have amazing friends that have never said that to you yeah no I've had that kind of I've had that kind of impression that people are thinking about that like how like when I when I kind of want to say like oh I miss her and then they're like how do you miss her you didn't even know her and it's so weird um to kind of like navigate around that do you find do you ever have to like explain yourself or do you find yourself feeling like you have to explain yourself? And can you? Um, I don't think I can explain it. I, I honestly yeah. don't know how you do put it into words because, like, she she really should have been the most important person in my life. Oh, it's just such it's such a hard thing to try and explain. They're just kind of feelings that I've always had. And I can't really remember how I thought about it when I was younger. As I said, like, I, I've just kind of grown up with it all. But I think as we have said like it is as I get older that the grieving gets more intense yeah which is oh like I'm just thinking about how challenging that is for because your your grief is getting larger whilst everyone else's grief is seemingly getting smaller although we know that grief doesn't really get smaller you just can deal with it better but yeah I just must be so challenging to to be like what well, I'm getting more and more upset here and you guys are getting less and less upset yeah mm. exactly that's a, that's a good way of putting it so that's so true <laughs> yeah well that's what it is and I can imagine I just I well I know I keep saying it but like I keep saying bloody imagine 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 <laughs> um, it's actually so helpful for me to hear it from your guys perspectives because like you are you're telling me things that I'd never really have really thought about but they're they're so true yeah so when you said because you you did say right that this would be the longest that you've spoken about her like kind of all in one go yeah do you still try and speak obviously like aside from um your dad who we know that you is really difficult to speak um about your mum with um have you ever sat down with anyone else whether it be your mum's family 
or your friends and just been like, can we just sit and speak about my mum for a bit? Yeah, I don't think I've ever kind of approached my mum's family and been like, right, you know, tell me everything you know. Um, can we just speak about it for an hour? And I think that's just because I've always felt so awkward speaking about it. Um, I think I've always waited for them to bring her up, which is, you know, not a very good way of dealing with it, really. Um, I suppose I have, like, taken photos up to show my grandma that maybe she'd not seen for a while because they've been at my house with dad. So I've kind of instigated it in that way. But I don't think I've ever really um sat down and said right I want to know these things and I think as well with my mum's friends they reached out to me yeah 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 and do your friends know that you like have felt this grief yeah they do definitely um but it's just not really something you bring up with your friends I think for you guys it might be a bit different because you were friends you'll probably still have the same friends from the moment when they died. So they kind of know everything that you've been through. But my friends literally have no clue who mum was. And like, I can talk to them about it if I want to. Definitely. Like I've got like my bestest friend. I do talk to her about it all the time um, in terms of like, just kind of like casually on text. Like I told her I was coming on here, but like with my other friends, I suppose it's quite an awkward conversation for them to have too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an awkward conversation for everyone, and I always need to remind myself of that, that people don't find it, of like, the people that don't talk about death every day find it quite difficult. Yeah, quite like reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Do you think it has changed your attitude towards life? Yeah, definitely. I think you two will probably agree. It just makes you more appreciative of everything that's around you. Um, Obviously, I have the same thoughts that all you guys have when someone is bitching about their parents and you're like, stop it now. I've heard a few people say that on the podcast. Also, so in terms of my dad, my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease four years ago. And I think when you lose a parent, you just... I know now that I'm strong enough to get over one parent dying. So it kind of has made me less fearful of my dad if like if he does die. Um, So it's actually made me so much more proactive in his diagnosis and so much like being able to think so much more rationally. I don't know if if I hadn't have had that I may have been a bit in denial about it but I am like I then started studying Parkinson's disease I wrote a thesis in it like I educate him and and them and like I've now committed basically my career to going into Parkinson's disease and I just think it it does have that effect on you and I think because I didn't get to spend that time with my mum it's absolute blessing now that dad's got Parkinson's because it doesn't necessarily shorten your lifespan so like I've got these next 10 to 15 years where every single moment I spend with him I appreciate it so much more because I know I didn't get that time with my mum so it's really had a positive effect in that aspect of my life oh the way that you framed that that's phenomenal yeah that is um, yeah (laughs) such a horrible disease as well and you yeah oh wow the fact that you're able to see that is amazing yeah definitely do you guys find it well because that parents died you kind of get I get less fearful now about other family members dying I don't know if you guys get that too or if it's the opposite way around 
for me, it depends when they're, if it's an older family member, I accept, I'm way more accepting than I probably would have been in the past. Where I've been like, this is so unfair, blah, blah, blah. So if it's an older family member, then I'm not as, I, I know that it's going to be fine. Like my, my grandma died just maybe less than a year and a half after my mum did. Okay. Um, and that would have been awful for me had my mum not have died before. Yeah. That. But I was really close to my grandma. It was my mum's mum that died. And um and I was I was with her when she died as well. Um because she cho- chose me to die in front of obviously. Classic. Um <laughs> so um but like but also meant that I kind of knew what to do to kind of soothe her. Like we sung I, I sung to her and I stroked her yeah. hair and like I felt brave in that situation. Whereas if I do get scared of like like other family members dying like my brothers or my cousins or my friends like going through that kind of grief where somebody it's somebody young again that terrifies me because I'm like oh that's such a hard yeah, kind definitely. of grief I'll be I'll be honest like I am glad you said that Charlotte because I do feel like that and I do often feel guilty about it like because I'm like well I know I know that I can get through like the most important per like because I'm like well my dad was literally the most important person in my entire life and look mm. here I am like I can make it through that therefore anyone else that I lose like I know that I'll is make it exactly through. how I feel yeah and then I'm like well I'm obviously when it when and I have to like obviously when the when the situation actually happens it will probably feel like the worst thing in the world like and so that I so I do feel guilty now saying it and because I think it quite a lot probably more than I should um because I'm like well if anyone else died like you know I know now that people just die and blah blah so I do get I'm like shit I need to make sure I don't get too desensitized to it but I know that when it actually comes to the time obviously I'm still going to be sad like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just be like oh well next (laughs) like who's gonna die next (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be like a oh i I'm just neutral when people die, but I have had those thoughts and it happened quite often. Yeah, it's just made me mm. just so much more um, proactive in my dad's diagnosis. And it's, it's so that is a really positive effect that it's had. I love that. And it's like inspired you to go into like, so are you researching? Parkinson's? Yeah, so I, so I did my thesis in it and did loads of research. And now I actually am working on a project where I give kind of um, stress support and psychological intervention to people that care for their husbands or wives with Parkinson's disease dementia so it's like I'm trying to like help them um, and I am able to kind of dissociate my dad from the stories that they tell me because obviously they tell me stories of like late Parkinson's disease so I kind of am having to know what I might expect but it's just it's just honestly made me want to go into it and made me want to help educate my parents so much about it. Uh, you are like an angel sent from the heavens. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I, I am literally like, I am overwhelmed with like love towards you. And oh, bless you! you. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, that must, but that must be though. What you just said must be quite. Um, I mean, it must be really emotionally draining and taxing not only to have to see people yeah. in distress but also to be like 
oh shit that's going to be my dad yeah it is and and still now I am able to dissociate them I, I don't know if it'll come a point as my dad kind of progresses a little bit where that won't happen or maybe one day I'll just have this massive mental breakdown because I might have been blocking it in but at the minute it's absolutely fine and I just kind of want to help as many people as possible amazing that is amazing do you have you have you ever sought any kind of counseling or support for your grief so yeah I did once so I studied at my university I went to Canada for one term and I, I kind of, because I was in a new country, I didn't really know many people. I got really, really lonely. And I don't know if this will be the same for you guys now, but for me especially, like, it wasn't that often that I'd suddenly get upset over my mum. What would happen is when I was younger, I'd get upset over something else and then I'd start yeah. crying about that. And then straight away I'd be like, oh my God, my mum's dead. I need to get more upset. And that's yeah. what would happen. Like, yeah. I'd never really stop and think, that's the reason why I'm sad it would always be I was upset about something else and it would lead on to that yeah <laughs> I don't know why that happens um exactly right <laughs> so I think when I moved there and I was really lonely at the start that's when kind of a big rush of emotion came back to me um so I did go to counseling and it was fine but as I've said um the only thing that they uh, the thought I had in my head and it's probably quite a bad thought but it's the only thing that they could do to make me better is to bring her back and they can't do that. So I kind of just wanted ways with myself to focus on it. I was just like, what you um what you talked about in those kind of therapy sessions, was it more kind of I think it was more based on how you find it difficult because you haven't got anybody to talk to about it? Yeah, it was exactly that. It was just saying because I said I didn't want to talk to anyone about it, and he was kind of going through all the, the processes with me. Well, what what is the worst that would happen if you do talk to someone about it? Like what's the worst that they'd feel um so yeah it was helpful in some aspects but um I think because I've always just felt so awkward talking about it that's probably why I never do um so this has just been amazing I think what you guys are doing is incredible the thing is that you have to be so like I think anyone that comes on here is also phenomenal like Mm, it takes always. a lot to speak to two strangers that you can't see that you've never spoke to before <laughs> and like speak so openly about the way that you feel and about your parents so I really appreciate it we really appreciate it oh how do I was mm. going to ask how do you guys find always having to be the listeners I um I really well I mean I love it like both of us will say we always feel very like energized afterwards and what you'll notice as well as we do we are able to like sneak a little bit of our own grief into each episode as well because yeah definitely it's it's still an opportunity for us to um because especially when we find because um, every single person we speak to there's at least one thing in common right so it's so helpful for us to be able to hear that and then to share our common like stories as well um and it's such a rare opportunity like when else are we going to be able to sit down and hear all these stories of everyone else you know everyone else's grief I mean, yeah exactly you can't yeah I do it is um it's really good that we're able to do it and like like Sam said we do we were able to talk about our own experiences whilst we do it as well um 
I'd be lying if I said sometimes I didn't I didn't find it difficult like the majority of the time we finish and I'm like oh they were amazing I feel inspired I feel like you know we like we can all like get like kind of live our lives yeah um but like there are times when I'm like I am mentally like drained good (laughs) like I'm I'm sad about it but but the um the good definitely outweighs the bad yeah because like you you don't want to talk about death all the time as much as i do enjoy talking about it it's like it is a a heavy hitting subject (laughs) yeah exactly Mm. yeah it is especially because like we can't we can't we don't really turn off from it because it's every day on social media as well you know yeah so it's one of those um how come you wanted to come on here and share your story charlotte i think it's just because as i said when i messaged you guys i've never I've never heard of anyone else that didn't have memories of their parents but still grieved for them. So, and like, all the mm. things that are posted online, it's all about missing them, and I've just never been able to relate to that. So it's just kind of in case anyone else was going through the same thing as me and didn't have any memories or they um, knew of anywhere online where things had been posted – it was just about that. And also, um, I just think this has been so therapeutic of me to be able to talk about her because I've never really done it before. So both amazing reasons. I really I really hope somebody listens to me. Me too. Yeah, I know. I was like, Yes. Yes, that's me. I mean, like, I want I'm I I'm not able to guarantee, but for example, like, I don't know if we told this story on the podcast yet, but when we had our um my friend Beth on the fifth episode, she had never met anyone that um so she um she was gay or she is gay, sorry, and she came <laughs> out she, she didn't come out when her mum was alive. Um so her mum never knew that she was gay and she was like, My mum never actually knew who I was and she was like, I've never met anyone that's the same. And we had someone reach out to us on Instagram a few months later and was like, I've just listened to that episode. Can you please put me in contact with her? I was like, Wow, like <laughs> yeah so I sincerely sincerely hope that whoever is listening that has had the same or a similar experience to you Charlotte will reach out to yourself or to us which is either way they prefer but we'll put we'll put if you're happy for us to do so we can put your like Instagram um in the show notes and we'll tag you on Instagram yeah definitely that would be wonderful thank you so much Really, thank you so much for coming on, Charlotte. It's been I do I do find it like inspiring hearing people's other people's stories when they're so different from your own, especially you know yours is especially. So yeah, yeah. do we have time yeah. for one more question, Kat? Yeah, knock yourself out. Um, I'm just gonna go for our um hero question, which is um Charlotte, what would you say to somebody? What advice? would you give to someone who's been through a similar situation to you um firstly probably just don't bottle it up like my dad did because it just doesn't have a positive impact really um and then secondly just don't be afraid to talk about them or as we said to post on instagram about them just because they're dead there's this um song lyric and it's like you die twice the first time is when they bury you and then the second time is the last time that someone mentions your name And I think Mm. for my mum, that is so true. Like, just keep on posting about them, keep on talking about them. And then again, like, we're going to take this grief to the grave with us. Like, we'll never 
stop grieving. So never stop trying to find ways to help me process this grief. Like with you guys, like this has been a brand new way for me to process everything. So like never stop trying to find ways to understand it better, to deal with it better and to just talk about it more. Phenomenal. Brilliant. Like, like I say, the person who's died, they live on through you and the memories and stuff that you speak of, speak about, don't they? So exactly. Yeah. What a phenomenal point to end on. I love that Busy morning inspo. Yes. I know I feel so ready to get on with my day now. I feel so inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, I'm probably gonna have a half an hour nap now, I'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Charlotte, that was amazing and thank you so so much. And uh, Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm going to pimp cut out again, but if she's ever in London, she will. <laughs> I've got about 20 people to meet for a coffee now. Literally, I really need to organise this. I need to organise some sort of meetup because it's getting ridiculous. It is. Um, and if and when I come home, um, we'll definitely have to have a little meetup. <clears throat> when? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds wonderful. And thank you so much to you two because, yeah, it's honestly amazing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Oh, I really appreciate that. Aww. We're amazing. We're great. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting shit. (laughs) If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See you next Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.